Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. And March break is on, and so many parents are trying to find things for their kids to do. Although I'm always surprised with parents, and I guess depending on how old your kids are, if they're still kind of like 5 and 6, 7 and 8, whatever, you got to you know organize things. But boy, we spent a lot of time not only being their parent, but also their social director. You know, what do I look like, Julie? <laughs> That's a love boat uh, wow. reference. Yeah, I'm going way back there. <laughs> Always had a real thing for her. Okay. Yeah, I was a fan. And then I found out she was big into the baggie and turned me on even more. Right. Yeah, the cocaine. Right, yeah. yes. Uh, but yesterday you ended up at the zoo. How did, did. that go? Uh, it was great, actually. We got there early. And I will suggest, if you're going there today, uh, the zoo opens at 9.30. Get there for 9.30. Oh, yeah? Be there early. The later you go... Uh, and kind of waiting around for things to warm up. Right. Probably uh, going to get very, very busy. And they got a really, a lot of really cool stuff going on. Like, you know, my kids all have always enjoyed the zoo. Mm. Just kind of walking around. And I'll tell you this. You know, I was really fearful of how much walking it was going to be. Mm. wasn't that bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, when you get in there, you're like, man, this is a massive piece of property. I mean, you walk around everything. You think the same thing at Wonderland, and you probably walk more going from ride to ride and stand around more waiting in lines if sure. you need to go to Wonderland. So uh, it was pretty cool. The big exhibit right now is the, the baby giraffe. It's like three weeks old. Nice. Uh, and But the baby only comes out at like 11 o'clock. So might want to get to that area. Okay. Get some time to wait a little around a little earlier for that. Lazy but, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It gets up and does its thing. Now, let's let's backtrack here a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, so you said you were very uh, nervous about the walking. I, well, just like how much it would be. Right. Like, well, but, plus I had done the morning show. I was going straight there afterwards. Yeah. I thought I'm going to, you know, bow out. But then... You should you know, buy yourself one of those uh, scooters that you see old people use at right. the grocery store. Well, that'd be good. But <laughs> you'll like this, Craigie, because yesterday, a gorgeous day. Yeah. You know, nice and warm, a little sunshine. And you can grab a pint at oh, the come zoo on. and walk around with that. Come on. I thought of you. I went, wow. Oh, my gosh. This might actually get Craig to the zoo. I will go. <laughs> actually, you know what? In thinking about it, uh, that would I don't know that I... If I'd been to the Toronto Zoo, uh, it was like decades ago. I can't remember the last time I was there. Right. So, yeah, no, I would go do that. That'd be something for Maria and I to do. We did it last year. They did, like, the drive-through experience, yeah. which was all right. I mean, it's obviously a lot cheaper just to take one car through and you pack as many people in as you can. But you see less stuff because you can't go into the pavilions mm. and walk through where they've got, you know, some of the snakes and reptiles and all these, you know, crazy animals that are the smaller ones. Sure. You'd only really see the big animals. Um, you know, and it was kind of one way to do it. I think most people probably, like most things around the city, wait until they have family visiting or some sort of tourist experience right. in order to go see it. But there are a lot of people who buy passes to the zoo and just, you know, go walk through on, on a regular day. Yeah, I'm sure it's good exercise. <clears throat> yeah, when we have family visit, it's CN Tower, Niagara Falls, the yeah. zoo. Uh-huh. So did you see anybody trying to dangle their kids into the tiger cage? <laughs> did you try to swing Christian uh, over? The thought went across my mind. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty good. There was a lot of complaining going on, so th- that was all right. I remember uh, years ago, I, I don't remember where we were. Marie and I went somewhere, some kind of animal kingdom of some sort. And I remember seeing this woman, and again, like a, a big, big place, so a lot of walking. And it was a woman, it was a beautiful summer day, and she was in, like, stilettos. And I just thought, I want to see you about an hour from now.
crumpled up on a bench somewhere in, in absolute pain. Yeah, yeah. So uh, your day uh, yesterday was nice. That must have been uh, quite enjoyable. Mine a little different. Okay. I spent a good part of it with a strange man who shaved my chest, rubbed me up with fine sandpaper, and then filled me full of chemicals. <laughs> Just another day that ends in Y. <laughs> People were asked, and this is an odd question, but people were asked if they think they could be tricked into joining a cult. Oh. Now, I know that, you know... Most people must back up and say, no, no way, not me. Yeah, uh, yeah, like three quarters of us say, no, it would never happen. But, you know, you look at and you follow stories of of cults and how it all works out. Like the Manson family, one of the most well-known, was a cult. And and, and there's a whole grooming process, right? Guys like Charlie Manson and, and others who... They they, 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 they they pry, uh, they, they leech onto people who are, you know, lonely, desperate, looking for some kind of leadership. Right. And they, and they you know, I'm, again, I'm watching this uh, Phoenix Rising, this uh, Evan uh, Rachel Wood documentary. Oh, Meryl Manson, yeah. Oh, my God. It just Your heart just uh, breaks for her. Um, but he, you know, he pulled that stunt, that grooming stunt that, that pedophiles and, 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 and others do where they... They start off just treating you like a prince. That you're the prettiest, you're the greatest, you're the smartest. She was looking for that in her life. She was lonely. She was young. Her parents were divorced. A whole bunch of stuff. And he just he preyed on that. And and so I guess these things happen. You know, you end up in a cult. You know, before you before you even realize it, if you're susceptible to that kind of thinking, I guess. Well, and I guess our our first thought when we think of cults would be like. Branch Davidian and Waco and and uh, and things like Manson, like the evil, evil right. ones. But really, it's just, you know, any cult can be just a, a similar way of thinking yeah. for somewhere you're just tied into. I, you know, talking before about being at the zoo. Yeah. And I thought of you when I got in there because right at the, like, entrance, they, once you get in, there's a Timmy's. Oh, jeez. Talk about a cult. And, and, well, that's it, right? Like, right away, people are, like, bombing into this massive line. I was like, you just went through a massive line to get in. Yeah. And the first thing you got to do is grab your Tims to walk around. And and we've said it before. I mean, I got nothing against Timmy's. I've love been in their there food. got their donuts, and the kids love their hockey cards. Yeah. But the the attraction, that and and the fact that you can't go anywhere else. No, I know. To satisfy this, you know, need for a coffee, that it's got to be there, is kind of cult-like in the way that it's put together. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you know, you end up, and it's, well, I guess it's kind of like what's happening online now, when you you start following certain sites, and those algorithms become the only things you read, and right. you, you get, you know, you buy into the things that similar, people have similar thoughts. It's like if you're really into kids' hockey. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cult-like. You're, you're all out collecting money for sponsorships. Right. You're all walking around in the same outfits. Yep. It's very much a cult-type yeah. uh, experience. And we all walk in going, well, they're not going to get me. That's right. Oh, wait, I'm dressed just like you. <laughs> I got, damn it, I got <laughs> How did I get this tracksuit on? That's right. <laughs> My kid wearing that stupid tie. And craving Gatorade. <laughs> hey, uh, this is interesting. You recognize this noise? Uh, MGM. That's right. right. Yeah. Now owned by Amazon. Amazon just bought all of MGM for $8.5 billion. Wow. Now they own all of the James Bond catalog. Okay. They own a spa- uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz, Singing in the Rain, Fame, the Halloween franchise, and all the Rocky movies, including Creed. Wow. Okay, so does that mean like MGM's done making movies then? 
Oh, I guess Amazon's going to carry now it's on. it's all under yeah. Amazon's umbrella. I guess, I don't know what it, like, I don't understand how all this it's works. It's like selling your catalog, like the, like the yeah, artists do, right? I guess do, so, right? yeah. So now anytime anybody wants to do anything with Bond, I guess they're going to have to pay uh, Amazon. Right. Or Rocky's going to fight Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> the next time I go to the dentist, I think I'm going to give him a very big hug after reading this story. Okay. My dentist is a good guy compared to this dude. A dentist is facing up to 20 years in prison for cracking his patient's teeth on purpose so he could charge them more money. Wow. Ouch. Turned out he was doing it for years and wasn't caught until he sold his practice in 2019. The new owners were looking through his records and things didn't add up. Uh, the average dentist does about six crowns for every hundred patients they see, and Hay was averaging 32 crowns per every hundred patients. <laughs> he'd lie and claim an x-ray showed a crack in the tooth, then he'd use a drill to actually crack it and take more x-rays to submit oh. for insurance. He billed more than $4.2 million between 2016 and 2019. Holy And that's cow. just for installing crowns. It's a good living in that dentist <laughs> not business. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, a lot of overhead. You know, you're putting TV screens everywhere. And My dentist's office, it's like it's open 24-7. Like you, I think you can go get a cleaning at like 3 in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> but they must have to because they have got room after room after room. Yeah. There's got to be like a, a dozen dentists and and all their you know uh, hygienists and everybody work. Oh yeah, it's just got to be a multi multi billion dollar. Well, it used to be like the I think the chair was the most expensive part of the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> now you look in there, you expect to see wing doors like a Lamborghini oh, when yeah. you walk in. A little sink beside <laughs> you that you spit in probably costs more than most of us make in a year. Now, who, what, what, what do we figure a dentist? Does a dentist bill? Does a dentist make more than, say, a doctor? I don't know. How well do they do? They must do very well, obviously. Right. $4.2 million for cracked teeth. Yeah, well, when you were, it works out well when you're cracking them yourself. But Yeah, and I guess it's it's different because it is like a, it's a business. So you, uh, unlike the other medical professions, maybe optometrists are this way, but you can sell the business. And then with that... I guess you get that clientele. Like a doctor can't just up and go to another doctor. Want to buy all my patients? It used to be that way. Oh, yeah? Right. It used to kind of sell their practice or sell their practice list. It doesn't work that way anymore. I got a lot of seniors on right. my uh, my roster. Right. And a lot of doctors will buy into things like clinics, right? right. And, okay. And, and be a part of that. You know, and I guess the other turnaround, too, with, with dentists is when you hire your staff, you're probably paying them a lot more because, you know, if you notice when you go to the dentist, He's not doing a lot of the uh, no the scrubby work there. He comes in and asks how I'm doing, looks at my tongue, and leaves. Right, most dent- most doctors' offices you go to have a receptionist and the doctor. Yeah, and that's about it. So it's amazing going to the dentist or the doctor. There's always this feeling of like you could have a lot of things wrong that you really want to share with them, but you really got to put them in categories because. They re- like the clock is ticking. It's yes. like a sprint. Right. You know, you sit in the lobby for an hour, and then you get twelve seconds with them. What's right. wrong? Well, I don't know. I'm spitting blood, and I'm peeing fire. Well, take this I, bill. I guess a lot of industries are are like that. Like like your mechanic when you go there. You know, you you book in for an oil change. You can't show up there and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, can you do the brakes, tires, mm-hmm. and all this stuff too?" They they haven't allotted the time for that. Well, you, you feel though, like okay, with a mechanic, yeah, I, I get that. 
uh, and really, there's not much to explain to a mechanic. You can say, well, you know, this engine light's been coming on, and I don't know why, and it started a month ago. And then they, okay, we'll look into it. But with a doctor, you feel like you want to say, well, you know, the, the, the fire coming out of my penis <laughs> started off just after, you as know. As a tingling. As a tingling. <laughs> it's more like a, just a match, a spark. And, but now it's a, it's a blowtorch. Right. But you, you really want to kind of, you know, you want to share, hey, I had this pain and it's gotten worse and these are the symptoms. But sometimes you just feel like, you know, just, okay, your stomach hurts here. Yeah. Well, that's what they want to know. What's, what's wrong with you? That's right. Okay, we'll send you to a specialist. Right. I have no idea how to <laughs> fix that. I can't be bothered with this. <laughs> no, put your pants back on. I don't want to see it. <laughs> so that's right. That's why the specialist gets that that's much right. more. Well, speaking of specialists and stuff, so I had to go for this stress test yesterday. And uh, so I get there, and they were all very, very nice. And I guess um, our name is up on a billboard on, uh, on Stevenson near the Oshawa Center. Okay. Because... I was there yesterday. They had to do uh, some preliminary stuff, and then yesterday was the stress test. So when I came back yesterday, the one guy goes, hey, we've got a, a radio uh, uh, host here with us. <laughs> and, and he says, I, I recognized your name, but I wasn't sure where f- I recognized it from. And then as I was driving to work today, I saw you and Lucky, your name come up on a lit up billboard oh, okay. on, on Stevenson. And he goes, so I Googled you. And he goes, the first thing came up uh, about you being fired from another radio station. <laughs> I said, I've been, I've been fired from a few of them. <laughs> Anyhow, it's, it's so, you know, they're, they're all very good and they're understanding that it's a bit of an awkward situation. So I get in and there's a bunch of guys that work there, a bunch of women. And uh, I, I, they, they put an IV in me and uh, they get that going. Because I did a nuclear stress test, so I wasn't on the treadmill. This okay. is where they pump you full of, like, radiation and stuff. And they basically stress out your heart. Uh you just sit in a chair, and they have EKGs all hooked up to you, and they stress you out and see how far they can push your heart before it pounds out of your chest. Sounds yeah, odd. Yeah. So, so they said to me, they said, well, maybe I was in the wrong place. Right. So, <laughs> so they uh, they said to me, you know, just let us know if you're feeling any uh, sickness, if you feel nauseous or right. your chest is starting to hurt. I felt none of that. I was fine. I we went through the whole thing, no problem, really. Uh, but at one point, the technician, he says, we need a 175, 175. <laughs> and somebody else rushes in and shoves something into the uh, into the, the thing. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, no, don't worry. Just yeah. <laughs> something showed up on the monitor. Wasn't good. Uh, but it's so awkward because at one point, like, they, they get you to lift up your T-shirt. And I, so now my T-shirt's kind of up over the back of my head. Right. They're, shaving, and they're shaving. They're shaving. That's right. He started beating on me. <laughs> they're shaving up my chest, and they're doing all sorts of stuff. And then this young girl's coming in and checking my drip, and I'm trying to cover my nipples. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> trying to suck in my gut. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh the joys of aging anyhow so this dentist back to this dentist he lost his practice he lost his license and uh 100 former patients are now suing him oh wow yeah there goes that that, that four or five million is gonna be sucked up pretty quick a dude in chicago very wealthy man decided he's gonna try and do something nice and it backfired on him that's why i never do anything nice <laughs> <laughs> it's my rule. Uh, he decided he was going to give away $200,000 worth of free gas. Wow. He announced it on Twitter. And the giveaway happened yesterday. And 10 gas stations around Chicago got in on it. You could just show up and get 50 bucks worth of gas without paying, which was pretty cool of him to do. But unfortunately, it caused huge traffic jams. 
Right. Giveaway started at 7 a.m., but people started lining up at 2 a.m. for 50 bucks worth of free gas. That's five hours early. Man, if you're filling up the tank for free, not even then I don't know that I would do it. You'd, yeah. you'd burn off all your gas waiting in line. True. Like a fill-in for some is over 200 bucks right now. So I guess that makes a little more sense. 50 bucks, though. That's, that's a lot, that's of, a lot of time. Yeah. Sitting around. Because you'll hear people say, oh, man, like, like the pumps were busy. Especially like Costco. You see some of the lines there. Sure. Right. And you know you're going to save, yeah, maybe four or five bucks on a tank at the end of it. If it's a big tank, maybe 10. And you think, ah, it's not worth my time. Is 50 bucks really worth five hours of your time? There is a gas station near me. Talk about bad timing. This used to be a full service gas station. Uh-huh. And I think it was there forever. It shut down and is permanently gone, but it shut down like a month ago. Oh. Just prior. That <laughs> could be raking it in yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, all these traffic jams happened. And uh, Wouldn't he be better off just handing out like $50 gift cards? Yeah, yeah. He's going to do it again, he says, and he'll do it out in the suburbs instead of, I guess, the downtown core. You imagine the rage if someone like butted into that line? Oh, it'd be gunplay. Um, oh, the two hundred grand was spent in three hours, and then things settled down. With the gas station, I don't know. Even like it's down to a buck sixty-four. I think is what I saw this morning. And it's funny how our brains work. Like now we think that's a deal. Oh yeah. You know, wasn't that long ago we would have thought buck sixty-four? Right. That's insanity. Yeah, it's never going under a buck fifty again. Now yeah. that they know, you know, well, what are they going to do? They're going to pay it. Yeah, yeah. But if it's if it's uh, if I'm on fumes and there's more than like four cars. You know, lined up at each. I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting. Oh, really? I, I don't have the patience because I, I always end up in the in the the lineup where the guy has never worked a gas, <laughs> never put gas in his car in his life before. He's looking at it like it's some foreign language and he can't figure it out. I'll end up at the Costco one, and it is amazing sometimes. Like I will have my gas pumped and be out before the person who got in in front of me yeah. has even started pumping gas. Like they can't figure out. You know, okay, you got to put your membership card in first. Right. Then you got to tell them you don't want a receipt. Then you got to put in your, you know, whether or not you're doing debit or credit. Yeah. Put that in, and then you pump. There's only two two options, regular or supreme, and off you go. Or if you go inside at a gas station, it drives me crazy when you're standing behind someone who gets up to the cash and then starts digging through their purse or wallet looking for their cards. You know, like Shell right now, they, they take CAA oh, right. yes. or yeah. Air Miles. And you know you're paying. You've been standing here for a couple of minutes waiting for the person in front of you. You couldn't be prepared. I had to go in the other day because the, something wasn't working at the pump. Um, oh, I wanted a car wash and it didn't, it didn't put it on my ticket. And... Uh, and so I had to go inside. I think that's the first time I've been inside. Oh, really? In a couple of years. It was crazy. Um, the other thing that drives me crazy at the gas station is people who pull up to the pump and then their uh, their gas, their, their lid is on the other side. Oh. So they're hauling the hose. The reach the, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a good reach around. <laughs> it's not the type of reach around I'm into. <laughs> There's the offspring, 94.9 The Rock, GTA's Rock Station. Whenever I hear that song and I hear the reference to Ricky Lake, I always think when you're writing a song, you should be, really be careful <laughs> about the people you reference because I'm sure there's a lot of people who have no idea who the hell Ricky Lake is. I forgot that name, yeah, actually. she was one of many talk show hosts for a brief period of time there. You had your, uh, uh, was it Sally Jesse Raphael? Right, yeah. That woman here in Canada, the blonde woman, what was her name? I forget. She ended up, Shirley, was it Shirley Solomon, I think? The Solomon Show? Oh, I don't remember that. Was she the one that was, Shirley, I think was her name. 
And I want to think she was the one that had, there was an episode where uh, they would have, a, they had this guest, a guy, and uh, he was on, and the, the theme of the show was, uh, we're going to introduce you to somebody who has a crush on you. And it turned out that, it, you know, he assumed it was going to be a girl, but it wasn't. It was a guy. Do you remember this oh, story? Oh, I do remember and that. And then the guy. Is that a Canadian talk show? I, I think it was her. Yeah, and then the, because I think what had happened was she started in Canada and then got uh, picked up in the States. Oh. And anyhow, the guy that was sitting in the chair waiting for the person to come on with the crush was so embarrassed by it all, right. he ended up going and killing the guy. Right. Yeah, anyhow, it was uh, it was that period of time when Geraldo was, thro- you know, everybody's throwing chairs and fist fighting. And right. And Springer and it, yeah, it got, yeah. got really crazy. Back even when Oprah was like, you know, having people throwing midgets. Insane <laughs> a time. Now, Oprah doesn't talk about that period much in her life anymore. <laughs> um, if you're one who loves to take a nap, this is a good news for you. Because if you got somebody in your life who's looking at you like, you're not a baby. Why do you need a nap? Mm. Naps are great for us. Uh, it is said through research uh, that you can uh, charge your brain's batteries with a nap. A NASA study on astronauts found that taking naps improved working memory performance. That involves focusing attention on one task while, hanging other, uh, while having other tasks in your memory. And a different study found that people who took afternoon naps had better mental agility than people who didn't take naps. It can lower your risk for heart problems. Um, according to a study published in the journal Heart, taking a nap once or twice a week could lower your risk of heart attack or stroke. It might help you get into shape. A 2020 study found that more sleep-deprived someone was, the more likely they were to consume sugar, fatty foods, and caffeine. Naps can uh, boost your creativity. Researchers have found that the right side of the brain stays active while you're napping. That's the side of your brain that is associated with creative tasks. Okay. There's a lot going on when you're napping. Right. Yeah, I, there's, there is a window, though. Like, I find, you know, in this position, we get the chance to take a nap. We're up early and don't get a lot of sleep some nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll take an afternoon one. But there, there's a window where there's, it's too short a nap mm. or too long a nap where you can wake up feeling crappy either way. I know there are people that I've worked with people in, in on morning shows who never napped. They just go to bed really early because they couldn't. Every time they woke up from the nap, they felt like hell. Right. But we had this the other day that if you take a, up to uh, half an hour is a good nap and no more than 90 minutes because if you go more than 90, you fall into your REM sleep. Right, and, yeah. And that's what throws you off. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm weird. I mean, I do nap every day, but I, I'm weird with it because there's there, I can go for weeks where I just feel like my nap is restless and not very nice. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where I go I go hard, I go down deep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in a coma at noon. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.